Well, once again, a very, very warm welcome to you all. If you are new here this morning, a very warm welcome. My name is Martin. I'm the rector of Christchurch Midrand, and we really are delighted to have you here this morning. Wasn't that a great song on the rainbow? You need to know that uh, Bronwyn wrote the music and Royden wrote the words, so it'll be good for you to go back uh, this morning, go back to the opening chapters of Genesis, look at the uh, chapter on the rainbow, and then the last chapter of the Bible There's a wonderful reference of the rainbow, which is a sign of God's grace and God's love towards us. I'm sure you were quite worried when Royden came up here that he was going to sing a solo. Thank you, Royden, for not singing a solo. Well, this morning we have a guest preacher with us, uh, Jomo, Bishop Jomo. Jomo is the bishop in KZN, and he's our guest preacher uh, this morning and this evening. So a very warm welcome to Joma. Lovely to have you with us. So welcome. Lovely to have you here with us at, at Madrid. Well, thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Now, just before I ask Joma a couple of questions, uh, just one or two things. Next week, we're starting a new series in uh, 1 Corinthians. So you may want to read chapter 1 for next week. We'll be looking at 1 Corinthians in a new series. And then secondly, on your seats, please take out this little leaflet, Christianity Explored. Uh, Please take that out. Uh, Children, teenagers, uh, next Sunday we're starting Christianity Explored. It runs for six weeks, and it runs from half past five to seven o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Now let me tell you who it's for. It's for kids, it's for teenagers, it's for adults, it's for people who are skeptics, You've got questions about the Christian faith that perhaps no one has answered. Uh, perhaps you're a, you're a seeker. You want to know more about the gospel and Christianity. You're new to our church. You're new to Christian things. Uh, perhaps you're a Christian and you really want to go back to the basics. You feel as if you've, you've drifted a bit and uh, you've uh, kind of lost, tu- lost touch with, with God Well, I really would encourage you to come and join us. We've been running Christianity Explored for years and years. Uh, Hundreds of our church family have been to Christianity Explored. And it's really an opportunity where you can get to the heart of the Christian faith. And the heart of the Christian faith is Jesus. And uh, Tian, who's behind me, Tian's on the drums. Uh, He'll be leading Christianity Explored. He's not just a great drummer. Uh, He's a great teacher. So uh, do come and join us next Sunday. If you go onto the website, you can register. There will be special Christianity Explored for teenagers. And let me just say that uh, we're starting a confirmation class. uh, And the first step in that confirmation class for teenagers or for others is Christianity Explored. So do take note of that. Do register on the website. And that starts uh, next Sunday afternoon. Jomo, welcome. It is lovely to have us. Have, have you with us? What did I say? It's lovely to have us. It's lovely to have you with us. Jomas, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you were born, a bit about your family. Yeah, um, I come from uh, Hillcrest. That's where I am now. I'm a rector of a church there called Christ Church Hillcrest. Some of you come from Devon would know that area. And that's where we are with the family, married. We have three children. Samtanda is a university student now, 21. And then we have Siamtemba, who is 15. It's a girl. And then we have Owetu, who's 10. So tell us just something special about your kids. 
We have uh, boys and girls here. We have teenagers here. Tell us something special about your children. Just my goodness, they're so different. <laughs> um, my son is really was just like, he's kind of like a gentleman, so gentleman that often you end up not knowing what's going on in his world. So, so you, I've had to work hard to come into his world, not to tell him what to do, but just to observe his world. Whereas Siam uh, Temba, we call her Sissy, really. Um, Sissy is quiet. Like typical teenagers tends to have her headphones on. And um, now and again, we keep saying, my darling, can, can dad and you take a walk and talk? Uh, because again, Sissy is not the person who would just tell you what's going on in mm-hmm. her world. You, you need to come into her world. And it's quite interesting because mom comes into her world and see all the stuff that's happening and gets on to want to fix it straight away. And kind of like, no, no, my angel, just let's get into her world, understand that world. Whereas Wetu, who is the youngest, I mean, if she was an animal, she would be a cat. She honestly believed that we are all there to save her. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jomo, tell us, um, you weren't born in a family which was a kind of a biblical Christian family. You came from quite a different background. Tell us a little bit about your religious background before you became a Christian. Yeah. Uh, My my parents were um, just typical Zulu couples. They believe in uh, ancestral veneration, which is very much part of the Zulu culture. That that was just standard at all. We we grew up believing that the, the, the ancestors, which are the living dead, they have power over us and influence in our direction and our future. And when my parents got divorced, I went back to live with my mother's father, who was a polygamous man, and had quite a number of wives, and they had lots of children. And he was a bishop in the Zion Church. And there we were kind of like introduced to Christianity, but a very Zulu with Christ Christianity, very much like that. Uh, and, and, her, and his philosophy was basically, you just go to church on Sunday for three hours, and then after that, you just live your life. So you mean we can be here till about one o'clock? My sermon is one hour, but what you do with the rest, it's up to you. <laughs> so, Jomo, you became a Christian when you were about 24, 25. Yeah. And in your teenage years, which was really in the 80s, and the early 90s, you were quite opposed to Christianity. You were quite opposed to the Bible. You were quite opposed to to Jesus. Tell us a little bit about that and and why you were so opposed to the Christian faith. Yeah. I think when when I went back to Morrisburg, to the place where my grandfather was, it was very much a, a... political area. Everybody, you, you, if you were there, you were just into the world of politics. And, and the way I was introduced into politics and Christianity was very much that uh, the Bible is a book that the colonizers used as part of the tool to colonize the country. 
And as the laws were changing, somehow the Bible was just, it was almost like immune from the laws of the land because it continued to colonize people mentally and spiritually because the Bible is very un-African. That was my understanding, and that's how I was introduced to politics and the Bible. And so I was very clear in, in trying to help many of the young people to really stay clear of the Bible if, 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 if this country was going to be better. So when some of your friends in class, they were members of the Assemblies of God or the Apostolic Faith Mission, were talking about Jesus, I mean, you would oppose them. What, what is the yeah. kind of thing you would be saying to them? Yeah, I was really never neutral about it. I was very clear because I wanted them to understand that they, what they were doing actually was just an evidence of the colonization of the mind. In, in, in that they would present, for example, that if you want to come to, to, to salvation, you individually have to come on your own and have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I would use that as an evidence of un-African as well as inconsistent with the spirit of Ubuntu because in the spirit of Ubuntu, I am because of who we are. And you guys are coming up with this individualistic Western way of thinking. And, and it really was more just trying to help them get it right and, and repent of what they've done. <laughs> kind of. So you were an evangelist. Yes, but uh, the, the ATR evangelist. You were the ATR yeah. evangelist. Yeah. Now, Gemma, when you were 24, 25, uh, t- just, just tell us what you were doing, what you studied, what kind of work you were doing. Yeah. I, I studied journalism, and, uh, and I work as a news, news reporter for a local newspaper. Um, we had Natal Witness, and within the Natal Witness, we had a... A, a, a paper was called Witness Echo, which very much was specifically for the township readers. It was in English, but aimed for the township readers. So that's where adverts of all the uh, butcheries downtown would be in that newspaper. So. And so I, that was my job. I, I just did that for a living, and I enjoyed it. And, and I thought that's what I would do for the rest of my life. And then something changed. Most of us, when we've come to know Christ, for most of us, it seems to be sort of progressive that over a period of weeks or months, we've come under the conviction of the truth and the gospel. But that was not your experience. Your experience was quite different. Tell us how that happened. Yeah. Well, I visited a friend. It was just in December time. And uh, a friend was invited by his friend. So I was dragged along into kind of like a distance friendship. And we went to a, a meeting, which was the, you know, those tent meetings that yeah. I, they happen in the township. And I went to one of those. And, and, and really I wanted to hear a different way of preaching and to hear what other people were presenting um, as the gospel. Because I think with the guys in, the, in my village, I had really taken care of a number of them. <laughs> and, uh, and so I went for out of curiosity. And the guy, he got up after beautiful music, and he got up and he began to preach from that passage in 1 Timothy. He has a faithful um, saying, Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the chief. 
and that passage. Um, and he, he basically just presented the fact that there are bad people. They are good people. And then he listed the bad people, you know, the rapists, the thieves, the murderers, and all those guys. And, uh, and he said, these people will go to hell. And I mean, the whole tent said, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and, and I wasn't a Christian, and, and, and I thought, yeah, they should go to hell because they're bad people. If there is hell. Because my view and the ATR understanding is there is no heaven and there is no hell. Uh, in, in the traditional uh, Zulu and Kosa and many of the African cultures, there is no heaven and hell. There is the life after death and the life before death. After death, you just join your family members. So if you're a Mkunu like me, you die and you join the Mkunus. And if you Zamini, you join the Zaminis on the other side. So, so when he said they go to hell, I was like, because they're bad, they should go to hell. But if there is hell. And then he began to list all the good people. And, uh, you know, the hardworking guys, the lawyers, the doctors. In, I mean, in the township... Guys, you know, in the township when we were growing up, you just, if, you want, if you want to be educated, you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or something else. And if you don't get good metric result, then you'll be a policeman, you're going to work as a teacher, <laughs> as a nurse, you know, that level. And if you fail metric, then you're a pastor, or oh, that, that level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, 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 all the good people, the hard working. So he would list the top end of the careers. And I wasn't there, I was a journalist. But I also felt, well, look, you could still sneak in journalists within the doctors and the lawyers. Okay. So I felt good about it. I felt really good about it. And he said, all these people would go to hell. I mean, there was such a shock. Moralist, morally upright people, hard working people will go to hell. It is illogical. You don't do that. Good people go to heaven. Bad people go to hell. If there's hell and heaven. That was my thinking. And then he began to explain that the reason both of these guys would go to hell is because of what they've done with Jesus Christ. Heaven is for those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Those who have it, no matter who you are, no matter what career they have, they will end up in the same place with the bad people. It was such a, a shock, such a contrast in my thinking. And, and, but part of me said, well, there is no hell anyway, so he's just bubbling along. But part of me was troubled by the fact that for the first time I was confronted with the real possibility of the existence of heaven and hell. And so my logic was, if hell exists and I die having rejected Jesus, then I will end up there for life. And that is, if he's right and I'm wrong. If I'm right and he's wrong, he would have just wasted his life on earth, but he would have nothing to lose eternally. And so when I did the two, and I realized that I stood the chance of losing far more than he did. And that's how the whole thing turned, turned around. And I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, not in that night, because I went back to my friend and I wanted them to explain. But the attitude now was, I want to understand it. 
And they helped me and they discipled me. And that's how I became a Christian in the Apostolic Faith Mission. So, Jomo, just a last question. You became a Christian and uh, you're now a minister. You're a bishop in our denomination. Uh, how did you come into the ministry? Because that was also a little bit strange. Yeah, no, it was. Looking back now, really it was. God has an incredible sense of humor, Martin. I mean, even before I get there, I remember so well when I was going to college, uh, the plan was, when you finish, you're going to go and work in the township in Popomeni. And I've been in the ministry for all my life, and I have never led a black church. Never. (laughs) Um, All my plans of a township church and how I was going to run They're still sitting in the farm. But how did I end up there? When I became a Christian, I am passionate in life, just about anything, or I am just not passionate. Like, I don't like golf, and so I'm not interested at all. But I like soccer, and and there's an obsession. So so I tend to be like, either I'm hot or cold in, in things. And when I became a Christian, Jesus was the thing. And I was excited, and I wanted all my journalist friends to hear it on Monday, that something amazing happened. I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And to my disappointment, they're like, so? <laughs> and I thought, no, 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 I've got to help them understand that this is so important. And I did. Every day I will be sharing the gospel with them. And every day they will tell me to back off. And eventually they reported me to my boss, who was the news editor, and he told me to stop. And I didn't. Didn't stop. So one day we, we were meeting a deadline and we were all stressed out. And, and I had just this idea that the paper will be out on Sunday, and, uh, on Thursday, and people will be so excited to get the paper to find out what has been happening in my respect during the week. And I'm saying to the guys, but imagine if we were to be telling them about what Jesus has done in our lives. And the editor just came and he said, come here. And I went to the office and I knew I was in trouble. And he said, Jomo, I have told you again and again and again, stop it. And yeah, yeah, you have. And then he, he, you know, he paused for a moment and he said to me, have you really thought about ministry? Because. (laughs) So he wanted to get you out of the office. He said, his words, have you thought about the ministry? Because everybody is sick and tired of you. That's how the whole phrase was. And at that time, the answer was, no, no, no. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. Um, I just want to tell people about Jesus. But actually, that question never, never left me. I really began to grapple with the idea of, how do I serve the Lord as a journalist? And, and it wasn't long I resigned from that work and I joined African Enterprise, as, which is a Christian organization, as their communications manager. Mm. And there I was a journalist and in a Christian organization. And my biggest frustration there was I couldn't preach to anybody because everybody was a Christian. <laughs> so I resigned. <laughs> and I went to college. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Jomo, it's lovely, lovely to have you with us. Jomo is going to be opening up God's Word in a couple of moments, but let's give him him a big hand of welcome.